And you know, what's that song we just got done singing, or what we're going to sing here in a few minutes is give thanks, right? Give thanks with a grateful heart. And the word grateful in the Bible means to feel thankful and, and to give thanks. And the Greek word is eucharisteo, which points to the word eucharist, a term used for the Lord's Supper, where Jesus gave thanks for the bread and the wine, which he related to his body and blood that was given for you and me. When we're given thanks to God with grateful hearts, we're actually in communion with Him. We have been in communion with Him this evening as we've given Him thanks and praise. You know, since the church fire, we've had so many things to be thankful to God for. And one might say we have a great big full heart. Not just a great full heart, but a great big full heart at our church because of all the ways that we've seen God answering prayers thus far. But for me, there's one thing out of all the things that I've been thankful for and grateful for that has stood out above them all. And uh, you might think it's a, a small thing, a little too simple and a little too obvious, but here it is anyway. God didn't change. Yeah. Yeah. Our church building changed. Our location changed. Our daily schedules changed. Even the chairs we're sitting in during the service changed. But God never changed. Our church life and personal lives at GBCC have changed in a lot of ways since the fire, but God didn't. He's the same God doing the same things that He always does. But it seems like sometimes it takes a tragedy to strike so that our eyes are opened a little wider. You know, and we're able to see His unchanging character more clearly. And aren't you glad God doesn't change from one moment to the next? Yeah. We need somebody like that in our lives. On the easy days and the hard ones. Praise the Lord, He never changes. He's our rock. He's our rock. There's so many things about God that will never change that we can be thankful and grateful for. Of course, He Himself will never change. Psalm 102, verse 25 through 28 says, In the beginning you laid the foundations of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will wear out like a garment. Like clothing you will change them, and they will be discarded. But you remain the same, and your years will never end. The children of your servants will live in your presence. Their descendants will be established before you. Thank you, God, that you'll never change and that you'll always remain the same. The name of our Lord, Jesus, that's not going to change. Psalm seventy-two, seventeen: May His name endure forever. May it continue as long as the sun. All nations will be blessed through Him and they will call Him blessed. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for the never-changing name of your Son, Jesus, and the salvation that we are granted. His throne's not going to change either. Psalm 89, 35 through 90, verse 1. David wrote, Once for all I've sworn by my holiness... And I will not lie to David that his line will continue forever and his throne endure before me like the sun. It will be established forever like the moon, the faithful witness in the sky.
Thank you, Lord, that the reign of your Son, our Lord, King, and God will never change and endure forever. Thank you, Jesus. His kingdom's not going to change. Luke 1.33, And He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. He's not going to change His mind either. 1 Samuel 15.29, He who is the glory of Israel does not lie or change His mind, for He's not a man that He should change His mind. God doesn't change His mind. He doesn't need to. <laughs> if He already knows everything and everything's going to work is working to accomplish His unchanging perfect will, what reason would He have to change His mind at any time? He's not like us. We change our minds all the time, and even though we may be trying our best to do God's will down here, sometimes we mess it up. But no matter how much we mess it up down here, it doesn't move God's mind away from His perfect holy will. We need a God like that, don't we? I'm so glad God does not say, you know, Carl, on second thought, I don't think this salvation thing's going to work for you. You're on your own from here on out, buddy. That's what I deserve, you know, but that's not the way God is. Aren't you glad God doesn't do that? Thank you, God, that you don't change your mind. You're an unchanging God. And His mercy doesn't change toward us. Malachi 3.6 I, the Lord, do not change, so you, O descendants of Jacob, are not destroyed. That would be us, (laughs) if it were not for God's mercy, right? If not for His mercy, I don't think any would be left on the planet. Might be a few fish and some animals, but judgment would come, and that would be it. Thank you, God, for your unchanging mercy. God's Word never changes either. Luke 21.33 Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. If God's word was undependable, our lives would be hopeless. And that would make God out to be a liar. But such is not the case, as Paul states in his introduction to the letter of Titus. In Titus 1, verse 1 through 3, Paul writes this, he says, Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, for the faith of God's elect... And the knowledge of the truth that leads to godliness, a faith and knowledge resting on the hope of eternal life, which God, who does not lie, promised before the beginning of time. And at his appointed season, he brought his word to light through the preaching entrusted to me by the command of God our Savior. Thank you, God, that you're not a liar, that your word never changes, and that is always dependable. The very words we're quoting from Scripture tonight. Eternally trustworthy and true. What about the gifts He gives us? What about His call on our lives? They don't change either. Romans eleven twenty nine. For God's gifts and His call are irrevocable. James 1, 16 through 17. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Thank you, Lord, for the gifts that you give us, the call you've placed on our lives, and the new birth we've received through faith and the truth of your word, and that it will never change. God's purpose will never change either. Hebrews 6, 17 through 20. 
Because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of His purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised, He confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled to take hold of the hope offered to us may be greatly encouraged. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain where Jesus, who went before us, has entered on our behalf. He has become a high priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Jesus is our never-changing and always enduring high priest. Buildings burn. Worldly stuff gets obliterated. One day everything on this planet is going to be destroyed by fire anyway. But praise God, He, His Son, the Holy Spirit, and His Word will never change. 1 John 2.24 See that what you've heard from the beginning remains in you. If it does, you also will remain in the Son and the Father. When tragedy strikes, we still have an anchor for our souls, don't we? For our congregation, there was an opportunity to worry and doubt and fear because of the fire, but those things didn't come up because we serve a God, not because of us, but because we serve a God who loves us and never changes Right? He didn't change because of the fire. He just protects us in those things as only He can. Hebrews 10.39 But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but are of those who believe and are saved. No doubt, the enemy can tussle up our lives at times, and he tried that day, but he failed. Oh, he got about three hours worth of glory out of it while our building burned. But when the flames went out, that was it. That's all he got. Our unchanging God stepped in and reassured our hearts as only he can. And with the reassuring words and prayers of all of you, our faith in God only became stronger and our communion with him closer. The enemy flat out failed. Yes. Psalm 42 verse 11. Why are you so downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. I'm sure that each of us as Christians here today have experienced the unchanging character of God in our lives when hard-pressed. When difficult times come, as they surely will, they can bring us into closer communion with God, giving us one more reason to give Him thanks. And I think that's one of the reasons why God allows difficulties in our lives. He's looking forward to a closer time of communion with us as a result. And so should we. And why is that? Psalm 146, verse 5. Blessed is he whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord our God. Since we serve a God who never changes, he deserves, and may He always receive our never-ending, never-changing thanks. Giving Him thanks from grateful hearts. Right? Amen. Amen. Father, we do just, we thank You. We're all here to thank You tonight. 
and we do. Lord, for all the little things and for the big ones. Father, we're thankful for a time where we can just uh, open our hearts to you and allow that to come out freely, Lord, and that blesses your heart. And I think you enjoy that. I think you enjoy it. You enjoy this, what we're doing here tonight, even more than we do. So, Lord, just thank you for being that unchanging God for us, Lord. Lord, just be with each person here tonight. Each one, Lord. Touch each one tonight. And for that, we give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. How are we all doing? If God is good, say amen. 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 Praise God for what he's doing in our community. Praise God for what he's doing in our congregations. Praise God for what he's doing in our hearts. I wanted to take a little bit of time before we take communion together, before we take the Lord's Supper together, uh, to talk a, a little bit about Thanksgiving. We're going to be taking, we're going to be all having Thanksgiving on Thursday, uh, and we'll probably all be around a table somewhere. We're going to be with people that we love, that we care about, uh, and we're going to be vocalizing and verbalizing things that we are thankful for. And we're going to be talking about how thankful we are for family, uh, how thankful we are for our friends, how thankful we are um, for the blessings that we've received. But my hope and my prayer is that at the top of our list is a gratitude for Jesus, for his sacrifice on the cross, for this reality that in the cross not only are our sins forgiven and they're washed away by his blood, but we become part of this new community in Christ where we become a part of Jesus' bloodline. There's this dual image of his blood washing us free of our sins, washing those sins away, but then also bringing us into his family, making us of the same bloodline. And it's this reality that, man, God does more than we can ask or imagine. Like he always one-ups what we could hope for. Is that not true? And I was thinking about the Passover because the Lord's Supper has its roots in the Passover meal. Jesus, when he took uh, the last Passover with his disciples, it, it was a typical Jewish Passover meal that he reinstituted and, and retooled to have this deeper meaning. But, but that Passover meal for every Jewish family had running through it throughout the course of the meal just this deep gratitude for what God had done for, for his people, for bringing them out of Egypt, for, for this exodus, this deliverance uh, that, that God worked and God orchestrated. And so our, our Lord's Supper, our communion, has its roots in a Thanksgiving meal, so to speak. Am I, am I making sense? Are you guys tracking? And something that, that the Jewish people have been doing for at least a thousand years, if not more, uh, is, is something that, that is called the, 
and, and I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, the Dayenu. Can you guys say that with me? Dayenu. Dayenu means literally, it would have been enough. And it's this call and response thing where the person who is presiding over the Passover meal talks about 15 different things that God did for His people. 15 gifts that He gave them. And after every stanza in this 15-line song, the people say, Dayenu. It would have been enough. And so I want you guys to... We're going to do this. Okay, We're going to do this together. It's a call and response thing. And so after each line that I read, I want you guys to say with me, Dayenu. And, and what it means is, it would have been enough, but God, you did more. If he had brought us out of Egypt, Dayenu. If he had executed justice upon the Egyptians, Dayenu. If he had executed justice upon their gods, Dayenu. If he had slain their firstborn, Dayenu. If he had given us their health and wealth, Dayenu. That's not all. God did more. If He had split the sea for us, Dayenu. If He had led us through on dry land, Dayenu. If He had drowned our oppressors, Dayenu. If He had provided for our needs in the wilderness for 40 years, Dayenu. If He had fed us manna, Dayenu. That would have been enough, but God did more. If He had given us Shabbat, the Sabbath, Dayenu. If he had led us to Mount Sinai, Dayenu. If he had given us the Torah, Dayenu. If he had brought us into the land of Israel, Dayenu. If he had built the temple for us, Dayenu. God did all of that for his people, but God did more. Because there's one gift that is greater than everything that was just mentioned, and that's the gift of his son. That's the gift of salvation that comes through Jesus. And that was, that, that, that was more than enough. That was all that we could ever hope for, is, is that salvation that comes through Christ. And so, as we take this meal together, and our hearts are filled with gratitude, because God always surpasses what our hopes and, 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 and needs are, let's give thanks to God for Christ. Let's focus our minds and our hearts on Jesus, the one who gave himself Not only so that our sins could be forgiven, so that we could be one people united through His blood. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank You so much because You truly are a miracle worker. You truly are the one who guides us, the one who leads us, the one who heals us, the one who brings us into Your presence. And You do that through the sacrifice of Your Son, Jesus Christ. You do more than we can ask or imagine. And so this evening as we take this remembrance meal, this this communion, this Thanksgiving meal together, we pray that you would fill us up with the love for your Son, who loved us so much that he gave his own life on the cross for our sins. We're so thankful that we get to be called sons and daughters of the King. And we're so thankful to be a part of your kingdom. And we pray these things in your Son's name. Amen. Well, it's um, man, it's an honor to be a part of the body of Christ in Lincoln City. 
It is an honor to celebrate Jesus with you. It's an honor to be a part of this association of pastors. And uh, I just want to say thank you to my fellow pastors who have ministered to us already tonight so much. It's been, it's been great to sit in the back row and be on the receiving end of your ministry tonight. Thank you. Um, because we are the body of Christ in Lincoln City, there's something we've done at these services uh, year after year, which is to give a moment just for God's people to give him praise, to give him glory, to share a brief word of testimony. Uh, We don't want the only voice uh, in the room tonight to be pastors. We want to hear from the people of God, and we just want uh, some folks who'd be willing kind of to represent all of us by putting into words some of the ways that God has just been good to you and to us over this past year. So we want to just ask that uh, if you have something to share, you'd stick up your hand, that you'd stand, that you'd project so we could all hear you. We ask that you'd keep it brief. We ask that you keep it focused on giving God glory. Um, and, and I just, I'm going to sp- speak to one because it comes up, comes up a lot. We know you love your pastors and thank you so much, but let's be creative and get beyond that. Okay. Let's thank God for other things. And, um, yeah, whatever it might be where you just want to say, I thank and I give God glory for this as I look back over the past year. And I'll just go first. I thank God for this beautiful place we live. I thank God for the, the sunsets and the waves and the whales and the, what an amazing place. What amazing beauty we're surrounded by. And um, God didn't have to do that, but he did that as a, um, just an expression of his creativity and his beauty uh, and his love for his children. So I'm grateful for that. Somebody else want to just give God glory and uh, give a quick testimony. Awesome. Awesome. Praise God. Well, I, I'm sure we could go on, but I want you to think about everything you just heard and, and, and consider those folks not only speaking to their own situations, but consider them representatives because we just kind of represented what God is doing all over our community. And if you ever find yourself kind of discouraged about your own church or your own life and wondering if God is at work, just remember, we sang it, uh, even when I can't see it, he's working, you know, and thank you all for sharing just some examples of that. Phil's going to come now and lead us uh, in our time of offering. Okay, we would uh, like to take up a special offering for um, Glen Eden Christian Church, uh, for um, Carl and Serena, you guys heard their testimony regarding um, losing their church to fire and you know um it's kind of like one of those things where you know Carl kept saying he got so much help from so many different people but you know it's really a no-brainer you know we love you guys you know it's like like it's it you know we didn't even have to open our Bible and say oh go love Carl and Serena it was like it's second nature your family and and when your building went up in flames it was hard. It was hard to watch. And, but you know, <laughs> you're right. God doesn't change. And He is an amazing provider. And um, this offering that we're going to take, it's just to say, you know what? We love you guys. We support you. Um, and um, we really, really just are so thankful what God is doing in Glen Eden. It's amazing that where He has you right now in that building over there in Salishan and it's right there in the front, and I love that. That's to, God's fingerprints are all over this thing, and I love that about the Lord and his faithfulness. 
But if you could bow your heads in prayer, if we could just pray for, for them before we take the offering. Lord God of heaven and earth, uh, so thankful, Lord, for your servants, Carl and Serena and their whole, their whole church family there at Glen Eden Christian Church, Lord. They all labor together, Lord. And we ask great grace upon them in the coming, uh, the coming days, the coming months. Lord, even this year, Lord, this up, come, it'll be exciting. Next year will be exciting, God. And I'm sure, Lord, that you will rebuild that church structure. But, Lord God, we are so thankful that the body of Christ is quite intact and, and will stand forever. And we thank you for our brother and sister, Lord. We ask that this, this would be an offering of love. It would be a love offering. It would be an offer of praise. Lord, it would be an offering that will actually go a long ways. Um, and Lord God, just so thankful for the opportunity to love on our brother and sister on their church. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead and take the offering. Please have all the pastors come here and stand up front, please. All the pastors come up front here. We, their congregation, are going to raise their hands towards them. We're going to thank God for these pastors in our community. Okay? We're going to thank the Lord for all these pastors in our community. These pastors, they were called. They were called. It's not because they, were, they come because they make big bucks, let me tell you that. So... These pastors, each one of them here, represent our community. And, you know, many of them gather once a week and pray together. Many of them. And we're thankful for that. We are so thankful. My brother lives in a big city, San Jose, California. And I was telling him about our ministerial association. And he goes, they come together? And I said, yes, brother, once a week. He said, we need to have that in more places. Amen? Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for these pastors, Lord. We, we, we pray provision. We pray protection, Father. We thank you for them. We thank you for the sacrifices that them and their families make. Lord, help each one of us. Encourage them. Have each one of them, each of us, Lord, think about them, call them, write them, somehow text them, tell them, encourage them. Encourage them, Lord, because, Lord, they have chosen to be shepherds of the sheep. So we thank you for them, Lord. We thank you for the difference that each one of them make in this community, Lord. And we thank you that they are, uh, that they are people of integrity and people of honesty and people that desire you and earnestly desire you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you for our pastors in this community, Lord. May we not to forget to pray for them daily, Lord. And so we thank you that as they come together, we thank you for this ministerial association. We thank you that they continue to come together and lift each other up. So, Lord, we just pray, may the Lord bless them and keep them. May the Lord shine his face upon them, be gracious to them, and lift up his countenance to them. And may the Lord bless them. In Jesus' precious, wonderful, glorious, holy name, amen.
Amen. Well, I just want to um, give a closing prayer. Hasn't this been a wonderful night? Amen. Amen. Well, Lord Jesus, we just thank you and give you all the praise and all the glory because you are a faithful God. And you remain the same. You do not change. And your love endures forever. And Lord, I'm so thankful for all these wonderful people that we're going to be worshiping around the throne room with forever. Lord, we love the family of God. And we bless the family of God. Lord, would you encourage and strengthen and give the power of your Holy Spirit to the family of God here in Lincoln County. Lord, that we might go be witnesses throughout this county to all those who don't believe. Lord, that many, many souls in 2020 could have vision to see Jesus. Lord, would you empower us by the strength of your Holy Spirit? Would you encourage, would you call, would you beckon us to draw near you like never before? And we give you all the praise and all the glory. And it's in Jesus' name and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you as you go. Greet somebody on your way out.